from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. I would like to tell you a story. The problem with telling you a story, especially one from my memory, is that people, as a rule, are unreliable narrators. What I mean by that is what we believe to have happened is not always, and in fact, not often, what actually happened. But the story I am about to tell you is what I believe is true. And what I believe is true is that I came into watching World Championship Wrestling somewhere along the time of a lethal lottery and a battle bowl. So we're talking likely 94, possibly 1993, but I think 1994. And whenever that lethal lottery and battle bowl would have been. I don't want to look it up because, A, I think looking up things on a podcast takes a little bit of joy out of it. But also, I'm terrified that I'm wrong. What if there was no battle bowl in 1994? I do know there was one in 93. So... The idea has always fascinated me, and I think that is because uh, they claim, at least, to have a level of randomness in it. And if you know anything about me and the work that I do with these tournaments and the projects that I undertake, the randomness is my dance partner. Uh, that's who I podcast with when I do these solo shows. I podcast with the hands of fate, Manos, the hands of fate, uh, and I podcast with randomness. Um, that is my partner. That is what is changing that I then react to, that I enjoy so much. And so I enjoy the concept of the lethal lottery. You would have sometimes... Uh, partners facing each other. Sometimes you would luck out quote unquote, luck out, and a team would be together. Uh, I always enjoyed that concept. I was less interested in the battle bowl aspect of it, if I'm being honest. Um, That part really had no interest to me. Battle royals are boring. The only exception being the Royal Rumble, and even that sometimes is boring. But the concept has always stuck with me of the Lethal Lottery. And I have wished that current wrestling would bring that concept back. So as I started to think about what I wanted season four of uh, the Tournament of Nerdiness, I sincerely hope we can stop calling it the Corona Cup at this point. Uh, But as I started to think of what I wanted season four to be, the Lethal Lottery popped into my head. I've done a singles tournament in season one, a tag tournament in season two, a hoss fight season three. So what could be different? I could go to the cruiserweights, but that's another singles tournament. 
So I thought, let's do a lethal lottery. But I wanted there to be more to it than that. I wanted there to be some other limiting factor. And then I said to myself, self, one of the issues you ran into in season three, which was a feature, not a bug, but it was something that needed to be addressed, was that I constantly had to go back since I recorded the initial episodes early and then finished off the season uh, almost a year later. I, I needed to continually uh, reflect and react to current news and how things had changed since I recorded the first time. So I said to myself, self, why not take that element out? And so last night I went through every uh, WWF, WCW, and ECW pay-per-view from the 1990s, from 90 to 99. I took that decade that was so essential to my wrestling fandom, uh, and I made a list of all those wrestlers. And it was somewhere in the 400s, which, as we all know, is not a perfect bracket number. I need either 256 or 512, and I was about 50 names away. I considered doing multiple gimmicks, but, uh, you know, could I have Papa Shango and Kama and Kama Mustafa and the Godfather? Uh, then I'd go far beyond 512. And so I did some paring down. I got rid of a lot of names of either A, people I didn't hear know of. Uh, in the early 90s, WCW did an international tag team tournament, which was interesting. But there were a lot of wrestlers that I didn't know. And wouldn't be able to uh, really talk about because we've done the I don't know who that is gimmick quite a bit on these airwaves. And so I was able to, I got rid of some, some rough names. I got rid of Mantar. That's how seriously I'm taking this. Mantar, I believe, appeared at one pay-per-view. And so if you were a one-time pay-per-view person or one and then a rumble, or some, somewhere around there, I got rid of you. So it's not everybody, but I have 256 names of wrestlers who appeared at a WWF, WCW, and ECW pay-per-view. The list has been redacted. The list has been randomized. Uh, I want to do a lethal lottery tournament. Because this, what I like about this idea is... It's not just going to be Owen Hart, Lord Steven Regal. It's not going to be all my favorites advance because it really is going to depend on the combination, how the group works. I have to like both wrestlers, uh, which is not always going to be the case. Like I might get, I think I in my practice, I had done some randomizing just to see how it looked. And I'll talk about a little bit of why I did that in a minute. Um, I think I had Chris Jericho teaming with Diesel, with Kevin Nash. On paper, amazing team. I don't like Chris Jericho. I don't. I used to, I think, but now I don't. Maybe someday I will again. Uh, so that team was not going to do as well, although maybe it would have. Depends on some of the other teams. I did want to consider, because... This is going to be totally random, 
But I did have that element in my head of, well, what do I do? You know, there's 256 names. There are There is a chance that partners might wind up together in some way. I think actually it frees me up. Um, you know, Marcus Bagwell, there's a number of people he can be seated next to, and it's a tag team. Patriot, uh, Two Cold Scorpio, Scotty Riggs, Scott Norton, Lex Luger, Scott Steiner, to name five. So there's a chance that we get a tag team, but I, I was trying to figure out, okay, well, what if I do, what if I reveal a group of eight at a time? And if in those eight, there is a tag team in there, if I get Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley within a group of eight wrestlers, can I then do some tweaking and put the Dudley boys together as a tag team? I don't love that idea, if I'm being honest. I think I just want it to be random. Um, and of course, being me, uh, someone who doubt always creeps in, you know, by the end of this episode, I could be like, wow, this is dull. This was a dumb idea. Why am I doing this? You know, the imposter syndrome might set in. Um, but I think it could be fun. And I hope you come with me on the journey. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm going to do, we're going to have 128 matchups here. I don't know that I will, you know, I'm not going to make a list. This isn't Hoss fight. Uh, I don't know if I'll do double elimination. Um, I might actually break out the tag team tournament that we did in season two. I liked the battle royals that we did. Maybe that's how Battle Bowl will factor in, not for the winners, but for the losers. Once you lose a certain number of matchups, you're automatically placed in a battle royal. It's not a bad idea. All right. Obviously, I haven't thought it all the way through. What else is new for a DC Matthews experience? Uh, usually I do a prologue episode in which I explain what we're going to do, but I think we covered it in about 10 minutes, so I'm ready. I do hope you're ready for this unique uh, season of the Tournament of Nerdiness. Can we begin? Yes. Yes, we shall. I am using the Hoss Fight Notebook. I'm just on the other side. I'm starting from the back and working my way forwards. Hopefully, we will not run out of pages. Uh, I think we're good. So let's begin. The first name. Let's see how the first name and, in fact, the first team will determine how this is going to go. So the first name here of the 256, we've randomized. I can't see any of it is Jimmy Del Rey of the Heavenly Bodies. Can I tell you, that makes me feel pretty good about how this is going to go. If only because Jimmy Del Rey is the only wrestler I... Yeah, he's the most... He's the wrestler who most looks like my dad. And so that I consider to be a good sign. Jimmy Del Rey is teaming with Jeff Jarrett. Well, okay then. Do I love Jeff Jarrett? I do not. Let's be real. Do I love Jeff Jarrett? I do not. But is that a good team? I think so. You've got kind of a Smoky Mountain Memphis um, sort of thing there. Uh, Jimmy Del Rey and Jeff Jarrett is our first team. Not bad. Who will they be taking on? Oh, this is getting good. We've got Skip. 
we've got Chris Candido. So already here, we have two wrestlers who teamed with Tom Pritchard. And for all I know, Jeff Jarrett teamed with Tom Pritchard. I would love that Tom Pritchard show up. I would love to get the body Donnas going up against a guy from the Heavenly Bodies. Let's see what happens. Skip is teaming with Spike Dudley. So that's our first matchup here, friends. And I can already see one issue is that in order to write the teams, I wrote the whole name. Would it be easier for me to abbreviate? Because that took up half the page, half of the line was spent just writing Jimmy Del Rey slash Jeff Jarrett. Should I rip this page out and rewrite it to make it a little sm smaller? Because we're only going to get through two rounds a page if we do that. Yeah, I think so. So already, we're making changes. I hope that sound came through. Flip it over. So we'll do Del Rey, Jimmy Graffiti, and Jarrett versus... Skip, Chris Candido, and Spike. So I have the freedom here um, to tweak the gimmicks. You know, Skip appeared on a pay-per-view, but so did Chris Candido. So I'm allowed to use whichever one I want. I would, of course, want Chris Candido uh, for the... You know, the only reason I'd go with Skip is because of the Tom Pritchard of it all. Uh, so, I think what's going to wind up happening here is I'm going to wind up having to, in my own head, do a quick ranking of the four talents. And that might give me an idea of who would win, because Chris Candido is my favorite of these four, clearly. Jimmy Del Rey is a somewhat close second. Then I guess it's Spike, but there's a big gap. And then there's Jeff Jarrett. I'm not a Jeff Jarrett guy. As much as Jeremy wants me to be, I'm just not. So I think I've got to go with Skip and Spike winning the first tournament. Jimmy and Jeff versus Skip and Spike. Love the alliteration there. Uh, Skip and Spike are going to win on the power of my love for Chris Candida. So I, I'm already feeling optimistic as to how this goes. Let's get right into another uh, lethal lottery matchup here. We've got the beefcake. Brutai and all of his WCW need names teaming with <laughs> the Giant Gonzalez. Interestingly enough, the Giant Gonzalez was in the first eight or 16 names when I did my practice run just to see how it would look. Beefcake and the Giant Gonzalez. WrestleMania 9, well represented. Uh, all right. Taking on Kidman, already this is interesting, and his partner, Bubba Ray Dudley. Wow. Okay. Brutus Beefcake and the Giant Gonzalez versus Kidman and Bubba Ray Dudley. Um, of the four... Kidman is my favorite. I'm going to try here. I did remove some of the bad guys. I don't think Chris Benoit's in here. I don't think Jimmy Snook is in here. That was one of the things I had to do to get down to 256 was I took away 
um, some of the people that's probably best we not talk about. Bubba Ray does, as we learned in 2022, early 2022, uh, does qualify for the dink rule with his comments on one John Moxley's rehab. Uh, but I think Kidman and Bubba have to win that. You've got Bubba's tag team experience, Kidman's got tag experience, and Beefcake's entertaining. Uh, we can discuss whether or not he's good. And the Giant Gonzalez was... Uh, Russell Silly loves him, but... Uh, so Kidman and Bubba are going to win. Skip and Spike are not. I suppose I need to come over here to this page and put in our consolation bracket where Del Rey and Jarrett will take on Beefcake and Gonzalez. All right, our first quarterfinal matchup, so this is page one, this is 1C, is Skip and Spike taking on Kidman and Bubba. So already, 256 names. I'm terrible at ratios and percentages and all of that. That's a type of math I'm not good at. But we get Dudley versus Dudley in the quarterfinals of our very first two matches. Skip and Spike versus Kidman and Bubba. I would watch that match all day long. You've got some ECW connection, cruiserweight connections, Dudley connections. Um, yeah, this is good. Good. Uh, next up, Stan Hansen. Now, Stan the Man Hansen uh, was not on many pay-per-views, just a couple in... 91-92, uh, wrestling Lex Luger for the U.S. title. But that was enough for me to, to include him in this. And he is teaming with <laughs> Blitzkrieg. So uh, you know that I enjoy tag teams that are um, a meshing of styles. You have, for example, Power and Glory is a great example, even though Paul Roma was buff on his own. Um but you have a big guy. So Stan Hansen is a hoss and a tough hombre. And then you have the high-flying Blitzkrieg. You know, a lot of this offense is going to be Stan Hansen just throwing Blitzkrieg at the opponents. Uh, they are taking on Marcus Bagwell. My goodness, the names we just talked about showing up again. And Booker T. Now... If you remember correctly, Booker T and Buff Bagwell have a history in that they were the first, I believe, WCW wrestlers to have a match against each other uh, on Monday Night Raw after um, <clears throat> Vince bought WCW. So, and I'm sure they wrestled each other plenty of times. I don't think they were ever a team. So Hanson and Blitzkrieg versus Bagwell and Booker T. Interesting. I don't know a lot about... I've watched some Stan Hansen. I've watched some 80s, 70s and 80s Stan Hansen. I've seen the WCW pay-per-views, though I really do feel like I need to go back and watch them again because uh, Hansen and Luger would probably be fun, and I don't remember it very much. Of the four, probably Booker T is my favorite, but I can't say I love... Any of the Blitzkrieg was good. 
I always want to imagine that Blitzkrieg was just very early Daniel Bryan, and he's just never told anybody. I know that's not the case, but I, in my head, I'd like that to be the case. I think, once again, because of their tag team experience, Bagwell, tag team with many, many people, Booker T, multi-time tag champion with a multitude of partners, I think we're going to go with that experience here. So Bagwell and Booker T will win Hansen and Blitzkrieg into the Constellations. It is possible that Stan Hansen lariated the mask off of Blitzkrieg after losing. That's an entirely possible scenario. Next up, Al Snow. I'm like, look at all these names, forgetting, of course, this is the 90s. Like, I'm going to know all of these people quite well. Al Snow teaming with PN News. Okay. I will say that in my original listing, I went with everyone who wrestled at a pay-per-view. So Jim Cornette technically wrestled, Teddy Long technically wrestled, Sonny Ono technically wrestled, and so did Head. So Head was on here. There was going to be someone who teamed with Head. And then when, again, when I was paring down, I got rid of all the managers and inanimate objects. Al Snow and PN News. Interesting duo there. Taking on the Berserker. I love it already. And Rodney of the Mean Street Posse. All right. So the Viking teaming up with the Stamford Elite against the rapping big guy and the guy who talks to a mannequin head. So this, you know, if you're imagining that this all took place in a single show, which it's hard to try to figure out how a 128 matchup tournament would go. It can't be in a single night. But this is the comic relief matchup that happens after you get Bagwell and Booker T versus Hanson and Blue. Blitzkrieg or something like that. You need something silly here, and this certainly is what that is. I think you got to go here with Snow and News over uh, Berserker and Rodney. The Berserker wasn't that good, and Rodney, of course, also not that good. Although, up until, I will admit, up until five seconds ago, when I pictured Rodney, I was picturing Pete Gass. Doesn't make any difference, I'm just saying. Uh, so, Bagwell and Booker T will take on Al Snow and PN News. So, we don't want to presume, but it looks as if uh, Booker T and Marcus Bagwell might go into the next round. I'm realizing that I think I skip two lines when I do these things. I do. I've only been skipping one line. So it's going to look a little weird. You're never going to notice this, but I'm realizing usually I skip two lines in between matchups, and I didn't do that, and I certainly don't want to go back and start over. So we're just going to keep going. Next up, uh, Evad Sullivan, the equalizer, taking on, oh no, teaming with, oh, <laughs> see, this is what I'm talking about. He's teaming with Mankind. So Mick Foley teaming with Evad Sullivan. So a great, all-time great in Mick Foley teaming with not an all-time great in Evad Sullivan. That's what the lethal lo- that's what we're going for here with the lethal lottery. Taking on DDP and 
Sid Justice. Wow. So right off the bat, obviously uh, Sid and DDP are going to win this one. Uh, Mick Foley, you know, this is not your tournament there, Mick Foley. Uh, that seems to be right now for we're only 20 names in. But DDP and Sid right now seem like the favorites to win at least this page. I don't know if that'll be the case. I don't know if that'll continue, but that's a good team. Sid and DDP, both big guys. Sid, obviously the bigger one. You know, again, I can choose. I'll probably go Psycho Sid with, uh, you know, your 90s self-high five. It's all 90s, DC. What are you talking about? Um, prime DDP, people's champion, running through the crowd uh, guy. That's a very good team. So apologies to Mick Foley. Uh, this, this is not your tournament. Maybe we'll do another one where you'll get some more shine. Next up, Bam Bam Bigelow. All right. Just, this is going to be the difference. Usually in these tournaments, there's, there's some names that I'm just like, huh, okay. I don't know if we're going to get that because this is all 90s all the time. Bam Bam. Now, again. Close enough to DDP where if I had done it, where I had done the group, I could have finagled things to get some Jersey Triad tag team action going. But I'm, I, I don't want to do that. Bam Bam is teaming with Rocco Rock of Public Enemy. Sorry, Bam Bam. Taking on Yuji Nagata of WCW. And then, of course, uh, New Japan and Ken Shamrock. Now, that is a great team. And, again, I love you, Bam Bam. You know I do. You did well in Hoss Fight. You can you can uh, drown your sorrows there with Mick Foley because it's, it's just not going to happen for you this time. Nagata and Shamrock, another good team, setting up a great second-round matchup. I had said... The DDP and Sid were going to be the odds-on favorites to win. I don't know if that's actually going to be the case now because now they're taking on Nagata and Shamrock. Legit fighting. Uh, both guys, you know, accomplished martial artists, accomplished. Uh, I think Nagata was a shoot fighter. I, I don't quote me on that, but that's a very good team. All right, that's a great second-round matchup. Let's keep going. I think... I think we'll finish this page and then we'll probably, this will be the first episode, give you a sense of where we're going. And I think we'll try to get through um, two pages in the next one without the prologue. Next up, the, oh, the Ultimo Dragon. See, again, could have tweaked it, had Ultimo and Yuji Nagata teaming in kind of a Sunny Ono stable. Ultimo Dragon teaming with Mosh of the Headbangers. Okay. Could be worse, I suppose. I'm starting to feel bad because some of my favorites, like the Ultimo Dragon, are, are just... That's not the partner you want. Uh, taking on Mike Awesome, who could probably powerbomb both Ultimo Dragon and Mosh at the same time, and Ice Train. Ooh, that's a hossy, hossy tag team. Uh, 
you know, Ice Train, not a great wrestler, but I always liked Ice Train. Fire and Ice, then he became M.I. Smooth, which is just a hilarious name for a wrestler. Uh, as much as I love the Ultimo Dragon, and I do, Mosh isn't going to help you much there. I got to give it to Awesome and Ice Train. Ultimo and Mosh, maybe what I should do. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Because I have this, you know, the constellations going here. Maybe what I could do is at some point the partners have to wrestle each other. And then whoever wins that gets put into another pool. And then we do another lethal lottery of the losers. Because, again, we've got Beefcake. We've got Jimmy Del Rey, Stan Hansen, Mankind, Bigelow, Ultimo Dragon. There's some quality names here. We'll have to noodle that. We'll have to noodle that. All right, next up, our last matchup. We have one, two, four, six. Yep, last matchup of uh, this page, which means the last matchup of the day. Razor Ramon, Scott Hall, teaming up with Rhino. That's a very good team. That's a team that would give Sid and DDP a run for their money. Razor and Rhino, Scott Hall and Rhino. That's a good one. That's a good one. And they are taking on Chavo Guerrero. Oh, poor Chavo. If if Eddie shows up, if we get Los Guerreros at the end, that would be a great way to end it, Fates. I'm just saying. Axel Rotten. Okay. Not, not what we were going for there, but that's okay. We got uh, Chavo and Axel, who are clearly going to lose to... Uh, Razor Ramon and Rhino, who will then take on Mike Awesome and Ice Train. That is a hoss fight tag match, folks. That's good. Woo. We got good, good names in this, uh, in this first page. So what I'm doing now is I am moving those 32 names that we just covered over to one side. I am taking the remaining names. They are going to the other side. Because what we're going to do before the next episode, our next team would be Christian and Brad Armstrong, which would be a great team. Taking on Rick Steiner and Adam Baum, another great team. But we're not going to do that because every episode, we're going to randomize it up. We're going to randomize it up. And that is how we're going to determine the next set of teams. So every time we'll randomize it. So as we get further down, I suppose, again, terrible with probability, uh, but the odds of us getting an actual team might be a little better as we get further down the list. Uh, I'm still not sure what I'm doing with the constellation brackets i am tempted to have the partners wrestle each other honestly skipping the idea of them having to battle as a tag team um completely so you have delray wrestle jeff jarrett winner advances into a new pool to get re-randomized for another little mini tournament uh, and the the loser we don't talk about again. 
I don't even want to do a battle royal. I could, I suppose. But because, again, do I want to not have to do – and we could do constellations, but do I want to talk about a team of Bam Bam Bigelow and Rocco Rock? Not really. Not really. Now, I could have – interesting. I could have them wrestle each other and then – so you've got Delray and Jarrett versus Beefcake and Gonzalez. So what I could do is it's Delray versus Jarrett and Beefcake versus Gonzalez. And the winners become the next team. Now that is interesting. Because if I did that, I'd get Bam Bam teaming with Mankind. That's good. I'd get Stan Hansen and the Berserker, which would be hilarious. I'd get probably Beefcake and Jimmy Del Rey, which is okay. Maybe that's the answer. Maybe that's the answer. I obviously have more to think about. And this is another uh, season. I was gonna, I kept it evergreen until 33 minutes in. Uh, this is another season where I'm recording in secret. I'm not going to tell you when this is coming out. I'm not. Well, no, you'll know when it's coming out because it'll come out. I'm not going to tell you when I'm recording this, but it's before you're going to hear it. So that doesn't make any sense. I'm going to figure this out. Let's let's just say that and let me stop talking like I don't know what I'm saying. I'm going to figure this out. It's going to be good. Thank you for joining me uh, as we enter the Lethal Lottery. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day. I'll see you the next time we celebrate the joy of booking.